0: Welcome to Mountain Mamas Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women
1: empowering women to adventure. My name is Marilyn Boucher.
0: And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts.
1: And I'm extra excited this week because my sister, Deborah, is here as our go- as both our um, hosts, but she is also our actual guest today. And I'm excited to introduce her. First of all, I love her. There's Emily one, Marilyn two, and then Deborah is number three in the fam. Born in West Valley, now living in Taylorsville, married to sweet with a heart, Jared. <laughs> We do like him. They've been married for 20
0: years. Hot dang. 20 years. I've known that man for more than half my life. Because of including like dating and being friends and all of that. It's nuts coming (laughs) to those milestones in your life. Two kids,
1: 17-year-old Phoenix, shout out, and 12-year-old Nalina, love them plus pay attention three chickens two parakeets a salamander a bunny and a dog (laughs) cartridge pear tree
0: right and that's just for now
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true i've known i've known uh deborah to be talked into animals by her children um persuasively
0: easily (laughs) easily is the important thing in fact i came up with rules of how hard it is to get pets to slow me down from getting pets that was really the reason
1: She's also a group fitness instructor. She's she's awesome at this. She is so good to not be some high-power spandex chick, but uh, she really connects with people as a fitness instructor. Aww. Love you as you're reaching out to senior, seniors in silver sneakers, um, but also a lot of women that way. She's very empowering in that way. Fun fact, in high school, okay, she's our literary sister. She... Uh, started up a paper for others, empowering others to submit their poems and short stories and had a comic Skittleman yeah. which she wrote
0: yes, yes, so <laughs> um, so it was this child of me and one of my friends, Valerie, shout out and it took a while to get approval for this because we didn't have, instead of having a class during this hour, we just produced this paper that was our own brainchild um, and yeah and it gave people a chance to submit poems and short stories and then the comic was just this silly little thing um, where we'd have Skittleman I don't remember a lot of it but I do remember he couldn't talk because he has no mouth and in one of the first one <laughs> panels it was like but don't worry he uses sign language but it was a play on it because he would just hold up different signs to say... Wah, wah. Different things. I thought it was very cool. Like word signs. Yes. Like word signs. Like, yes. like, yes. like Wile Coyote style. Um, and he was like a hero of sorts. Um, I don't really even remember what it was he was fighting against. But just general crime. <laughs> and it was just silly. Um, I
1: want him to yeah. have encouraged people to taste the rainbow. I,
0: I, I hope he did at one point. <laughs> I, because it was, was a long time ago. I... I'll have to, I would have to uproot. I didn't get rid of them. I have to uproot those cheesy comics. Like I said, I thought I was being very clever. (laughs) (laughs) So Debra
1: is here today too as our empowerment speaker. And that is, that is perfect. I feel like I go on loads of hikes and everyone asks me about my sisters. And I speak so highly of you in that you, Mm yeah, I'm like, she's, she's doing the good work every day because she is, she is, she far surpasses being a fitness instructor, um, to truly coming into your own. And you have absolutely done that in the last, like you said, like in, in the last decade of your life or last two decades of your life, like truly settled into who you are, being more secure in that. And, it's not like you were magically born that way, and you were this empowering alpha, have it all together person, like real deal, real struggles, really relatable.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you so much. That means so so much. Um, I just adore you. You're so sweet and uh, and so encouraging. Um, so yeah, tell yeah. us what you're involved in that powers empowers women. Yes. So um, so part of it is that I try to be a body positivity. Focused instructor. So, what that means is that I never say something like, get beach ready, or, you know, or we're really going to focus on, you know, making sure you can wear your bikini or whatever, because I genuinely and truly believe that those don't even make sense. If you have a body, you can wear a bikini if you want. You can go to the beach. <laughs> if you have a body, you can go to the beach. The The shape of your body is irrelevant. Um, I'm much more interested in, let's see what we can do to get stronger in this moment. And, um, and to focus on this moment because our bodies are always changing. And so even this idea of getting better each time, it's like, well, maybe, but what if there's an injury or... What if um, there's just other setbacks in life? Like we don't want to get focused on thinking that we're going to be comparing ourselves to ourselves in our 20s or as teenagers or anything like that. We want to focus on making progress wherever we are right now. And so that's what I really like to do and focus there is what can your body do? The mirrors are in the classroom, but they're there and they're supposed to be there to check form. And I like to remind people that. Like It's not about checking and seeing, comparing you with your neighbor, but instead being like, oh, if I can move my arm up a little bit, oh, I'm supposed to shift and adjust because that helps take you out of how your body looks in that commercial physical sense and what is it actually doing? What am I doing in this moment? Um, So I like to do that and really focus on that and be mindful. And then the other thing is with yoga, I love doing meditations that are mindful and really leave you feeling empowered. Really help you feel connected to your breath and to yourself. So if I'm going to do
1: a yoga, you know, just a little something at my house, my own, how do I bring that to another level? How do I be more mindful? You know, what are some specific things you tell people or, or something I could
0: do during my yoga personally? Yes. All right, so one thing is that... Well, one thing I love reminding people at the very beginning is yoga is about three things. It is about the pose, it is about the breath, and it is about the mindset. You could literally just stand up, have your hands together in that what's called prayer position, and breathe, you're doing yoga. So I like to remind people that because then it kind of helps them not take it so seriously. I think sometimes people feel like, oh my gosh, I have to make sure everything is right and this is this heavy involved thing and it's just not. And so instead being like, as long as I'm breathing and I'm trying the pose and I'm doing what I can to bring my my mind into that right spot, I'm good. At home, what I would like to remind people is focusing more on the pose of where is your body, how does it feel? So... For example, with down dog, I would tell people like the shoulders pressed down, hips up. I want people to focus on where your body is um, versus like just seeing a picture and being like, I kind of think this is how how I do it. So if you're doing it at home, either reading what that pose is doing or if you're doing a video, just really listening to those cues. Sometimes in the yoga world, there are cues that make no sense. So ignore those. There are some weird ones where they'll say like, I don't know, like breathe into your hips and you're like, well, my lungs don't <laughs> go to my hips. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. So remember to take that with a grain of salt. Sometimes it's like, it just means like, oh, breathe deep. There's so always those yoga farts though.
1: We've all been there. There is right. Tell me you've all been there.
0: <laughs> Release. Expand. Right. Um, And, and then the other thing is in a class, especially, it usually doesn't happen as much at home because most people don't generally have tons of mirrors all over their walls. Um, but in a class, if you start to see yourself and you start to get into that comparison zone, then remind yourself mirrors are there for form. Um, because really those simple things of, I need to move my arm higher, or I need to adjust this, I need to shift this. When you are focusing on the mechanics of where your body is, it's a lot easier to get out of your head as far as um, the more um, superficial aspects.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I know you to have, it's not like we grew up doing tons of exercise or yoga poses or things like that. Not really. So, This was like a a new open door thing for you, a new thing to try. So tell us how you got started in it.
0: Okay, I have a short and a long answer to that. So the short one is that in high school, as Marilyn um, knows, and Emily, of course, even though she's not here with us today, know very well, I was sick a lot. I was, I missed a lot of school. In fact, in ninth grade, I missed, I was looking at the The days um, a while back. I missed like a fifth of school. It was so many days. If my, yeah, if our mom didn't have all the notes from doctors, like I'm pretty sure that it would have been a truancy thing. (laughs) I missed so much school Um, because I was just going to different doctors trying to figure out what was going on and getting CAT scans and MRIs and all of this because I was just always just sick. And we never really came with a really conclusive answer. There were little things of, oh, you're suffering from migraines. That ended up being the catch-all eventually. But as far as why, there never was really a why. Um, And then I started kind of seeing things that I could do. And part of it is I was definitely dehydrated, so I started to drink more water. But I noticed when I did yoga, it helped. Because even though we didn't do a ton of yoga as kids... I was never involved in sports and I know I did dance when I was like three for a hot minute. Like I just wasn't involved in elect any of that sort of stuff, but, um, but my mom did do some yoga with me. And so I always kind of loved yoga and would always kind of fall back to it. It wasn't a continual practice, but I would fall back to it. And I noticed how much that helped my whole body feel better, have more energy. And so I was like, I like this. This is something that I want to keep doing. Um, So that's kind of the short answer. Mm -hmm. The longer one um, is a little bit more emotional. Um, Emily actually asked me to do an empowerment episode almost from the beginning. And I was just like, I don't know. Um, I had some reservations because I was like, I don't know that I've done anything. And then there was also a hesitancy because of kind of what I'm about to share because my kids listen to the podcast, Um, but I do think it's important, and they know a lot of this stuff anyway, but about nine years ago, I hit a pretty low point. I've off and on had struggles with depression, and um, it's really, really well under control, by the way, now, listeners, but then it wasn't, and I hit this really, really low, low point, And, um, I really couldn't tell you anything specific going on in my life because it was chemical. It was not situational. And, um, to the point of being suicidal. And that wasn't even the low point. It wasn't even when I was like planning things out. That wasn't even the low point. The low point, and I remember that I decided not to do anything because I didn't want to accidentally hurt my children while doing Mm this, um... And that kind of snapped me out of that particular moment when I was like, whoa, is this really this bad that I'm even considering this? And then I I was like, you know what, it's fine. I'm just going to deal with this myself. I always have, blah, blah, blah. Then I sat um, and chatted with my friend. It's funny enough, it was actually Valerie um, who created that high school thing. And I remember just mentioning to her kind of offhanded the, the thoughts that I'd had, but I'm like, but it's not that big of a deal. And she was like, that's not normal. And that's, that's a big deal. Like you need to take this seriously. And I was like, Oh, maybe. (laughs) Um, and I was like, no, I think she's right. And I mentioned it to my, um, to my husband, Jared as well. And the same thing, like, please, you know, please do something. So up to this point, I'd done plenty of other things. I even once interviewed the Salt Lake mayor back when I was a writer But actually going to the doctor and saying, I can't handle this. I need help was one of the scariest things I'd ever done up to that point. Mm. Like it was way scarier than repelling or it was way scarier than, like I said, than interviewing the mayor. It was that just sitting in that doctor's office and going, I can't do this. And um, and I didn't even explain the full extent. Um, I also had a disordered eating situation. Um, it was not technically bulimia based on the guidelines because of the amount, but it was to me it was, and um, and, and there was some self harm stuff. It was it was bad. So I went to therapy, and that was one of the hugest things. The medication and therapy together because they work synergistically and so they they don't just help a little together they help so much so that opened up my mind new ways of thoughts all these things that I thought like were rules of how you live and what it means to be like good enough as a human were just all kind of like that's not actually a rule and I remember mentioning what it meant for me to be successful enough to be like enough as a person Mm -hmm. and I was listing off all these things to my therapist and his eyes were like getting bigger (laughs) And I was like, I'm not even listing all the things that I think I'm supposed to do. We got pages, friends. (laughs) Right? Like, I have to do this. I have to make money. I have to be the perfect mom. I have to. Um, But like, so he really helped. And then going to the gym helped a little after that. Like, I wasn't able to do it yet um, because I didn't feel like enough self-confidence to ask for that thing that I knew I needed. So then I started going to the gym and between the medication, the therapy and going to the gym and doing those classes with other people, like that helped so much. Um I've actually not had any episodes of bulimia or self harm in eight years. Um That's huge. Yeah, so that, it's- that deserves its <laughs> own weight <laughs> right? and recognition
1: and congratulations. So, as thank you. as so many people's personal struggles. Those are milestones that should be celebrated.
0: Yeah. It was one of those things I was even thinking like it's been eight years and um because for a while I thought like this is just something you do this is something you deal with because I'd had it off and on my whole life really um not so much the the eating disorder that came later but the other things I genuinely felt like that's just what life is for me and so realizing it didn't have to be um oh and another thing is I found this podcast called recovery warriors and it was all about eating disorders and there were so many things that I heard from there. I actually wrote some articles for them while still recovering myself. And that helped too. Um, but seeing how much those things helped me, then I really, really, really wanted to help other people. So that's that's how it got started is I was just like, I want to really be putting voices out there of what I'm dealing with, what I've but also like what I overcame. Like that it doesn't have to be this forever (laughs) and um and that you can like things can get better but you have to be so much kinder to yourself you have to really throw away a lot of rules um and and be willing to ask for help so that's that's kind of where that that started i really it's
1: just not said or openly talked about enough but so many of these women that we put on perfection pedestals and and maybe actually do have it fairly together now, in fact, have a counselor. They don't talk about it all the time. No. They are absolutely on meds, and it's been years of suffering to figure out the right blend and the right thing for them. And they're going outdoors or they're exercising. These are crucial and critical, critical things. And I just love that your journey to the gym is not some high school beefcake <laughs> tanning salon experience, but instead that it is very real and empowering and raw. Mm-hmm. You know, like you are very good about just shedding those layers. And we, yeah, we both need to be surrounding ourselves with that, with those kind of people, but also giving ourselves that kind of talk. I think that's wonderful.
0: Thank you. So one of the things was when I was first trying to find a therapist, it was really hard because nobody talked about it. So I couldn't ask, like, I couldn't ask my neighbor, who do you go to? Because I didn't know if anybody went to a therapist. Mm -hmm. I had no recommendations. Um, You know, like if I need an OBGYN. I could totally ask. People would talk about that all the time, but but therapy was not. And so sometimes I've actually had people ask me, why do you talk so much about when you've gone to therapy? Or like, for example, right now, like, I do stuff with a life coach. Why do you mention that? And I'm like, because nobody was when I was trying to find someone. And I've been able to refer people because of being open. Mm. Um, so by mentioning it in classes or mentioning it on Instagram or whatever, then people were like, oh. Like, I actually would love a recommendation. I've had people who have actually been like, I thought it was weakness to ask for medication or anything like that. And then after talking with you, like, I actually went and talked to my doctor. You know, and so hearing things like that is just so huge. And I love it because I love people being like, you know, we're not supposed to figure this out on our own. If we were, we would not be a communal species. And I think that's like you're saying with the gym. The reason those classes helped so much was the movement, but also I had to get outside. Even just getting outside to get in my car to go to the gym and then going from the, the, the parking lot to the gym. You're still getting some time outside. So I had to get outside, moved, got outside. That's true. And then I was with other people. And that is huge. Like we need to communicate. We need to connect with other people. I
1: feel like especially now, more than ever, we're, we're dipping our toe into the social, yeah, communal pool again. And we, we need to be taking bigger steps and strides. Each of us, each of us knows it. And we, and and then when we do, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, we realize we are not alone in whatever thing it is for us. We are not alone.
0: Yeah. And um, there's a, I think he's a PhD, but he's a therapist, a writer, Ned Hallowell. And he talked about, he's he does a lot with ADHD kind of stuff. But one of the things he said is that we all have this other vitamin C we have to have. And that's connection. He said, it's been proven that when you take people and isolate them, then they get that situational depression. It doesn't matter what the markers were before. And obviously with especially like quarantine and COVID, there's been times when it's not safe to interact face-to-face, but we still need to find ways to connect. And thankfully where we are in Utah, we're able to do that right now. I know listeners around the world, that's not always the case, but there are still ways to connect um, and make sure that you are you know that you are connecting. Um, I so, applaud yeah. your openness, and I think we all need to applaud
1: openness, yeah, in our struggles. I love it. What guides
0: or gives you the most fulfillment? And the most fulfillment is just hearing these things. So, um, like the, having somebody say that they're going to go and ask about therapy or medication, like that's really huge. Mm -hmm. Um, but really more often what I hear is people just coming up like with yoga and the meditation and saying how it's helped them to cope with their feelings or, um, or just even like, being able to grieve something that they had not allowed themselves to grieve because yoga will do that. You will, it'll open up all these feelings that you have been kind of suppressing. Um, and then also because I do teach seniors, one of my favorite things is hearing and not just with seniors, but also with my other classes, it was when someone tells me something like, I used to think I couldn't work in my garden anymore. And because my knees aren't good, but now that I've been taking your class, I can actually get down and I can work in my garden again. And those are those mean so much more to me than I hit my PR of you know lifting. That's cool, but hearing someone be like, outside of the gym, my life is now improved because of the class. That is so so huge. Um, and then just general body positivity, just seeing people take their bodies as a tool rather than an object is really, really cool. It's really exciting to see people appreciate what their body does. Um, rather than, it's totally fine to love how you look, but really appreciating what it does, how it moves is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So those things I think touch me um, the very, very most. In fact with feelings I once had a lady come to me and she was just like every time I take your yoga class I go home and I'm so angry I wonder if I'm doing it wrong and I said I actually said I'm like no that's actually great news and she kind of looked at me like I was an idiot but I was just like what that means is you probably have some anger you've taught yourself not to feel and yoga opens you up to it I was like next time on the way home like go sit down and just write don't edit any of your thoughts just write it out and she came back and was just like, and the next time she was like, that helped so much. There was so much resentment and anger. I didn't even realize I still was holding on to, wrote it out. And then after that, the next time she did yoga, she was like, oh, I actually felt peaceful because she was able to like move through it. Um, And so that was really, really a cool experience too. Mm, I love this because this is so many lessons of,
1: yeah, of empowering ourselves to, move to release so many pent up <laughs> like you said suppressions um yeah to give ourselves that time to whether it's meditate or to exercise and to be a softer place for ourselves yeah. and to be easier on ourselves and and release that like she was releasing that
0: um and I did on cuz I think in the culture at least In the U.S., for women, a lot of times being angry is kind of frowned upon, and so that is sort of emotion. For a lot of my guys, it's more being allowed to be sad, and I hope that that is like I see ways that that's changing, and we're becoming more aware that you can feel angry and not throw things or yell. You know, you can um, feel sad and not get stuck in um, sadness forever, but that we should be able to feel all the emotions. Not always happy. We're not also supposed to be blank, but all of it. Great to go kickbox
1: with Debbie or great to go yoga yes. with Debbie. We, we both need a balance of each one of those in our <laughs> lives. And so what takeaway points would you say to women... Any others that you you feel like you wanted to cover?
0: Okay, yes, yes, yes. I had um, three, Uh, focus on here and now. I kind of touched on this earlier, which means just whatever your progress is, focus on where you are right now. Because maybe last week you got a really good night's sleep. Maybe last week there was an injury, or there's just so many things. So focus on your progress right now. Anxiety lives in the future, depression lives in the past. Mindfulness Mm -hmm. is right now. Like, um, if you just sit and you're feeling really overwhelmed. Say that one more time. Okay. So, anxiety lives in the future. That's when we stress and worry about all the things that could possibly happen. Depression is in the past. It's all the things we didn't do or all the things we regret. Mindfulness, literally, what's happening right now. There's that just open awareness and calm. Because, for example, right now, I am sitting. Right now, I am breathing. Right now, I am talking. All the things about what might be going on with um, career or family, that doesn't exist in that moment in that same way. It's just right now. And we are masters at handling right now. Like our mind can handle right now. But possibilities of, of endless who knows, that's why it feels anxious. But in the right now, right now, then you can handle it. Um, so it's, it's so important to play around with, to learn, to just sit at a, like a red light and just breathe and be like, right now I'm in my car. Oh, I have a car, you know, or whatever. Like you start to just see the things that you are grateful for rather than right now I'm going over here and they're going to say this and blah, 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 Like none of that exists right now because it hasn't happened just right now, breathing right now, standing, sitting right now. So that's that's a huge, huge one and very pivotal to yoga and mindfulness. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you have to
1: stop and give yourself permission. Right. For me, it's not natural. <laughs> I have
0: to consciously
1: give myself permission.
0: I have ADHD. It is not natural <laughs> for me to just flow into that. Yoga has helped me create that and mindfulness. But yes, like you said, it's it's not natural to be there. But every time when we start to get really flustered to bring it back, um, it really just kind of helps refocus. We shouldn't think that we should always live in that. We do need to plan and things, but whenever we feel out of control, yeah, I know I'm running really quickly. um, The other one, um, I'm going to skip one of them, but is that you can feel anything. What it feels like to be afraid is not painful. It can think, even think it's painful. The painful part are the thoughts, not the feeling. So we can all feel fear. We can all feel disappointment. So instead of what would you do if you couldn't fail, instead, if you can feel fear, what can you do? Like, I can feel fear. Therefore, I could do anything. I can handle anything. What thing would you do if you were okay with feeling afraid? What thing in your life would you try if you were okay with disappointment or embarrassment? Mm. Like, if you convince yourself, I can feel embarrassed, and we all can, then everything's limitless, what we can do. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, shout out to Mountain
1: Mama Heidi. Scott, Mm -hmm. yeah. She said, I became comfortable with being the worst person in the room at that thing. Yes. And, yeah, to do that, to think, okay, it's okay if I'm the worst person in the room at this thing. Because I'm just learning, I'm just practicing it, and so to embrace that and embrace fear as it's okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's some new classes that I would sit in my car and I'd be like, okay, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do some fear today. That's okay. We got yeah. this. And then and and we've
1: I've witnessed, um, yeah, people that come to terms with that like Heidi and others that they just grow exponentially faster than some of some of the rest of us.
0: Yes, no, it's so true. I love that and it's so true. Ah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing. And if anyone wants to contact me or anything like that, um, I'm on Instagram and my handle there is real underscore life underscore is underscore messy. Real life is messy. So great. So, so. true. So real. <laughs> because that's what I believe. Um and then yeah, if you happen to be in the area, I do teach at the West Valley Family Fitness Center. I teach at Taylorsville Recreation Center, Magna Rec, and I also teach yoga at Sandy Vasa on Tuesdays at eight AM.
1: So obviously I'm biased, but she's quite lovable, friends. <laughs> It's true. And it's happening. Thank you so much, Deborah. I call her Debbie Sue for sharing your stories with us today. And if you would like to hear more inspiring stories from women like Deborah, definitely click and listen to our podcast, Mountain Mom Misadventures. Thanks for listening today. Give us a bunch of stars. We need it. Helps people find us. And Come, come, come make a connection. Yes. Come be on a trip. Come be outdoors. Come move your body. Come open yourself up to opportunity and possibility. Join us on a, on a Mountain Mama trip uh, with our nonprofit. You can hop on anytime to our website. It is M as in Mary, T as in Tom, M-A-M-A-S dot org. We would love you to... Click and join and be a part of our our empowering woman connection that we have. And that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember,
0: a woman's place is in the mountains.